0: I think for a good like eight years, my whole identity and and uh, consequently my self worth was kind of wrapped up in John the musician, you know. And while we had some success, we had that single on two hundred fifty stations. We played with those big names, toured a bunch, blah blah blah. Never achieved the success that we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Along the way, though, like my concept of what success really is definitely got redefined and i think that along the way also who i am as an individual got redefined and i've i'm still learning that i'm still learning a lot but i know that who i am and who everyone is is not defined by what we do or the accomplishments that we achieve we're defined by some very simple things like do we love people? Do we make people happy? Do we give? And if you're doing those things, like, you've succeeded in my, in my opinion.
1: People are fascinating, especially up close. More especially when you get them talking about the things that they love. This is From the Hip, conversations in the service of passion, purpose, and play. I'm Adrienne Gunn. You ready to play? Today on From the Hip, I'm sitting with my friend, award-winning mixologist, musician, author, and world traveler, adventurer, entrepreneur, and exuder of awesomeness, John Davidson. <sighs> what is today? Is a Thursday, right?
0: Thursday. Is this this is the first day of winter? Right?
1: I know it's solstice. It is. That's a solstice sweater, obviously.
0: Tots. <laughs> I I did turn this off. Like, do I just wait for the batteries to die?
1: I don't know. If you, like, festive, light up, it's an LED yeah. sweater. LEDs, theoretically, just go on forever. What is it powered by? Is there a battery somewhere?
2: I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> like, did you dress yourself? Like, I you, did. You, you, you turned it on, yeah.
0: No, it, literally, I bought it, and it was on, and that's, like... Seriously? Yeah, I bought it yesterday <laughs> <It's, laughs> for my TV thing, and, yeah. It's just uh, been... Yeah, it's just been flashing ever since.
1: That's awesome. Huh, wait. I think it's just stopped. Nope. There it goes again. Did
0: it pause?
1: Must have. Maybe it heard us talking about it. Shh. Hey. (laughs) All right, so, John. Yes. You're like, I'm really excited because you're busy as shit right now
0: because yeah but
1: and i got to catch you before you you flew away i don't really quite know what you're doing you put a facebook post up and saying here's my here's where i'm
2: going
0: so i have like the next three months of my life planned out and then after that i'm gonna kind of play it by ear and take what life gives me i guess um yeah nice so initially i'm going kicking everything off with six days in dubai which is not for any altruistic or humanitarian purpose. It's for vacation
1: six days in Dubai is the name of a movie is it it is now it is now. in my head it's a good time. it out. is
0: now I'm actually having a film crew follow me around it's gonna be wild and then flying to Uganda on New Year's Eve where I will be working with well I'll be getting essentially trained in the span of a day and working with a clean water uh, solutions implementation team <laughs> I don't know if I'll be digging wells or just implementing like new filtration technologies or whatever. And also be doing some outpatient surgeries, just, you know, figure I can figure it out, YouTube some stuff. Right, right,
1: right. Well, if they have, you know, they have need there. Right. Somebody's just bleeding on the side of the road. Right. Makes sense that you would.
0: As long as I can YouTube it, um, like, I don't even know what organ this is, but we're just going to put it back in and
1: stitch together the best. Are you going to take a staple gun? You can't can you take an empty staple gun on the plane
0: i feel like you should be able to because it's not a weapon right i mean you can't it, as long as you don't have staples I mean, it it's...
1: hurts a lot but i don't i haven't heard of anybody it, dying
0: from staples or from the gun itself
1: staples okay like can you actually sh-
0: can you shoot them like what happens if you just like fire a staple gun Is that a thing? you would
1: need the like air compressor version okay. nail gun staple gun for it to like
0: okay but like the regular ones. the regular staple guns there's kind of i mean you could probably shoot like a foot or two right it wouldn't be
1: certainly there are kids that are just doing that now with their siblings they're just shooting each other with staples, right. and they're mostly surviving
0: taking a break from huffing glue or whatever the kids are doing these days to shoot their siblings with staples.
1: you know when they invent the apps with the that smell they will probably have a glue setting
0: and you have to so, be like 18 or older to like get it
1: <laughs> children in the, the kids will yeah when they have smell-o-vision in their, in their phones that's gonna or be attached it. to their arms wherever they put the next portable device
0: I, I kind of feel like I like that's an area of technology that we should just leave alone like I don't want to smell like what happens if like you stumble across I mean I would of course never willingly seek it out but you stumble across some porn and it's like of the smell variety like that's just weird I
1: have memories yeah, like that yeah yeah go on well so I mean like it's gonna go that direction because porn most technologies get better Fueled because by porn. Yeah. generally porn. There's It's more where the money is, but like the VR, the virtual reality stuff is definitely going to include smells. And if you think in classic therapeutic versions, say someone's craving cake, but probably doesn't actually want to eat it, you'd want to be smelling True. the cake in virtual reality.
0: That would definitely take like advertising on a serious note to like a whole nother level. Like McDonald's commercials, like I don't go to McDonald's, but I'm like smelling this deliciousness coming out. Well, deliciousness. Fries let's fries honest, But yeah, the fries do smell good. They do. And even though I, mean, I don't know if they're potatoes, I really don't know what's in them. But I know that they smell good. And that would be so much more powerful of a marketing tool. Like,
1: Yeah. I yeah. I just smell McDonald's like fries everywhere in the year you go. So, but, okay, so this, this surgery on the side of the road in Uganda, you have to have service, like self-service. Are you going to be away from technology or are you going to be um, in
0: and out? I think that where we're staying we're, we're staying with the family and I believe that I did read that they have wifi so I know I will be sporadically able to communicate with the outside world yeah which, um, but I'll be spending like 14 hour days in the field I think something like that oh
1: yeah nice
0: working on working on a tan or something <laughs> returning to your roots yeah
1: everyone's roots
0: I am yeah I am of African origin originally
1: origin. yeah so I remember, did we sit, we sit, it was like, we sat for tea. I know I've seen you since then. Cause we went on a trip with a bunch of other people. Last time we were like hanging out alone together, we had coffee or tea. It was tea. Tea.
0: And. Kombucha actually.
1: Oh, you had kombucha. I think kombucha. I had a, get like a chai.
0: Yeah. Sounds I,
1: right. I think I may have had a chai and a cup that was like, I bought their thermos and then I couldn't actually drink it cause it was too freaking hot. <laughs>
0: Sometimes you like Those things are so good At what they do And you just don't want Them to be quite as good
1: Variable level uh, Mugs
0: Right that's, yes. that's next Cash cow
1: I did not patent. invent it But I just thought of it Just now
0: Well like, Should we Interrupt the this program To file a patent Or should I mean do you think that By you saying that right now You've already given it Well I've so trademarked gonna... it now
1: If I come up with the okay. name for it
0: Let's try it. Intellectual property
1: Thermi Like quickly The thermi <laughs> That's not good. It's uh, yeah. not good. You
0: know, you got something there. Let's, uh, let's hone that little uh, idea a little bit more Yeah. we go to market. fair.
1: I can do it. Okay, but when we were chatting then, you were super excited to just get the heck out of the country. And it was Ecuador that was on your, your list at that time. You remember?
0: Yes, and I'm still going. Um, essentially, I'll be, once I return, well, I'll finish in Uganda, then go to Serbia to work with refugees for a little bit, just like a week or two. And then come home, closing out another house here. So I'm going to remodel it myself for like a month out in Dallas and then go to Ecuador for an indeterminate amount of time once like, I can get some tenants in my house. <laughs> like you do. Yeah.
1: So like, okay. I, but so this time, what was your go button for like this adventure? I know you travel quite a bit.
2: So
0: this trip, I don't know. I In the wake of the various ailments that i've kind of suffered from the past few years i have been traveling a lot as you know and it finally hit me i think when i was in europe this last time i'm like for all the travel that i've done i kind of travel selfishly and again there's nothing wrong with vacation and international travel is amazing and it's a it's an amazingly eye-opening experience that enables you to learn so much about other cultures and yourself but that's all I've been doing was taking vacations and so I just kind of put out there I was like all right if I am supposed to do something for others like I kind of need that to fall in my lap because I don't know where to look I don't know which organization to work with I don't know where to start Mm -hmm. and I volunteered a bunch in Portland but like those organizations are local and they don't you know have international outreach programs so literally the next day after I came to that realization my friend Um, I was still in Europe. My friend, like, Facebook messages me and was like, Do you want to go to Uganda to work on bringing clean water to people who don't have it? And that clean water has always been a huge passion of mine because it's the simplest thing that we take for granted here. Like, I can turn on a faucet in a seedy Motel 6 and I can drink what comes out of it and be all right. Like, is that something I want to do? Probably not, but I can. Yeah. Unless you're in Flint, Michigan, of course, but that's a different story. But like clean water, like we spend so much time worrying about what we as Americans think that other countries need. Like, oh, you need education and you need infrastructure. And yes, you everyone does need access to those things. But if kids are having to walk like six miles a day just to get water, they don't have time for school. They have to pick between school and Having clean water that doesn't give them cholera, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like until those basic basic needs are met, why are we trying to change the way that they do other things? Like, let's just rather than force our American imperialistic like democracy and and capitalism on these countries, let's help them with their real needs and not try and.
1: You mean we can't sell them watches?
0: Well, I mean that goes on saying like so clean water first,
1: and then they can get the new
0: maybe even the watch first because then you know what what time they need to get. Water app. We get them
1: Wi-Fi so their watches work and they can find right. the water.
0: They can find the water, yeah, GPS. So, the water app. You're right. The water comes third. So.
1: Okay, fair. No, that's huge.
0: But, and so, yeah, like the opportunity just literally fell on my lap. And I'm like, all right, I think this is the answer I'm looking for. And so I went for it. And
1: <laughs> My favorite part of that is it's kind of like in, in the sense of like manifesting. It's it's sort of the, the lazy. I sort of, I include that sort of stuff too. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm asking for stuff, God. Um, just like, you know, just put it right in front of me. So one, I know that that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I want these sorts of things, but surprise me and then just deliver it in a form that I'm like, oh, obviously that's what <laughs> you're like. It has to fall in my lap. And that's the one. And then and it did. And then it like does. So,
0: I mean, not that that always happens, but like.
1: We were specific.
0: Yeah. Well, and I feel like when you ask for something that's not selfish, maybe it's a lot more likely. Your prayers will to be answered, I guess. I don't know. You that know? makes sense. It's like, God, give me a mansion in wherever, Thailand. Like, mm, I've been asking. <laughs> Hasn't happened. So, <laughs>
1: It's there for you. It just, you know, you got to get the flight.
0: Yeah, and those get pricey. It's just like, you know, this time of year.
1: I've got these jokes running through my head about, like, the different things that fall into your lap in Thailand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: necessarily uh, yeah we won't go into what fell into my lap when I was there last year who or what
1: right That's, it's just it's folklore that doesn't yeah, happen no, Yeah, it's a, such a
0: such a pure every 12 puritanical nights. country really
1: so I met you so you're the John Davidson there might be others but you're
0: like there's like yeah there's a couple there's ones, a like, couple other jobs Hollywood Squares guy he has an H in his name inefficient inefficient 25% more letters to accomplish the same like phonetic purpose.
1: yeah That's stupid efficient you're the
0: you're the updated version yeah it's a 2.0 seconds
1: okay i remember where we met so you're you're like you're a many things you're a musician and then other stuff depending on what you're in the mood other to tell stuff. people <laughs> you can tell me i think you've written a book
2: i have
1: yeah they're like, not just musician, like like touring, touring musician. He spent a lot of years touring. We met. Somebody asked me to be a stage manager for this. God, was this like two thousand seven ish, maybe two thousand
0: eight? Was uh, somebody... it a decade? I know. It's our ten year anniversary. Oh, god!
1: Such <laughs> a pleasure. pleasure. Um, so i was stage managing this battle of the bands and and my gig was to make sure that everybody like quickly got on and off stage Every, all of the gear all of the drums mostly were there and everybody had like two seconds to swap out their cymbals and snares plug in their guitars dial in their settings and then just go rock. <laughs> and I remember like there's tons of random musician-y types coming in uh, the shins were there I think they played that show Did they they? Were there. Um, no the slants the, the slants. slants yeah I was like Oh, the, the slants were there.
0: The slants were definitely
1: there. I think you wandered in and then you and I like were in this fun little bubble for like five minutes cracking <laughs> like innuendo and not doing the job we the were there to things. do.
0: Yeah. All the things.
1: It was awesome. It's one of my treasured memories. i just like, <laughs> I love these like weird pockets in the middle of like a busy work day. We're just like out of time. I don't know. Did you guys win that thing?
2: I think we did. I don't mean, say that we did. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: be it first or last, <laughs> murder. I'm Ricky Bobby.
1: But you've been in like other bands. You've been musicking for a while. But like, where do we drop into an adventure? It's like, like you're gonna be John on an adventure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for a good like eight years, my whole identity and and. uh, consequently my self-worth was kind of wrapped up in john the musician and while we had some success we had a single on 250 stations we played with the big names toured a bunch blah 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 but like never achieved the success that we were looking for mm-hmm. along the way though like my concept of what success really is definitely got redefined and i think that along the way also who i am as an individual got redefined and i've i'm still learning that i'm still learning a lot but i know that who i am and who everyone is is not defined by what we do or the accomplishments that we achieve we're defined by some very simple things like do we love people do we make people happy do we give if you're doing those things like you've succeeded in my in my opinion you know and yeah. so I don't know, it's it, it's a, my heart is a work in progress, but the music chapter is not over, but it's definitely not who I am now, I would say.
1: Yeah, well, and I, forgive me, I've always noticed that on, on one hand, you're like a very charismatic performer and connector. One of the things that was challenging for me when I was being like, Adrienne the musician, I had to learn more about how to connect with people after the show because there was a way that I jump on stage. When I jump on stage, it was just like what I open up to and access. It's it's really strange to then just be like your own like your your own roadie. Most of the gigs that we, we get at, you're your own roadie. So you're like, uh, I would literally wear a different shirt for that. I would put on a shirt <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just to help myself transition. I'd put on a shirt, I'd load my gear, and then I'd jump off stage and I'd swap my shirt, and then I'd pump myself up, and then I'd climb back on stage and then I would perform, and then get as big as a performer as I wanted to be and connect and make the show work. And then, and then at the end of like you're just like blow and you bring it, right? But then you're like,
2: now I gotta pick
1: up on my gear again. And go it's
2: sell like, my own merch.
1: Sell my own merch, humbly, humbly. Um, talk to supremely drunk people that you don't know. <laughs> and I I had a I had a challenge with that, because it I'm way more shy. Why
2: did you play on. any scared? <laughs> do you know any scared, bro? <laughs> yeah.
1: And so there's um like I was always I always admired your ability to not just be able to be open and perform on stage, but also like come out and be actually with people and hang out after the shows and really connect. And I think that's a lot of why you were able to like travel so much Is people just felt like they were part of your world. Yeah, They were invited in. And
0: I learned early on that like everyone, everyone who is a serious musician is talented and everyone has something to offer and everyone like, and so it's like if you're not creating something So brand new or so incredible then you have to work hard in other ways you know and human like like you said like human connection is really all that people want Mm -hmm. in life period and so when you go to a show and for me like it was never I mean there were some times that I had to force it because some people annoy me but like for the most part like it's genuine like I genuinely love meeting people I love interacting with them I love connecting with them and I would work really hard at that. Like, would be in the middle of a 10 hour drive on tour and I'd be texting everybody and Facebooking personal messages to everybody, like that I'd carefully set up lists for everyone in that city so that I could stay in touch with them. And, yeah. you know, and it wasn't just like some blanket invite. I made sure to like, personally invite at least uh, the core of super fans that in each town and make sure that they knew that I really wanted them there. And I think that really made mm-hmm. a difference. Like, I know the times when I've opened up for like, a Bigger name, and they've been human and hung out with me after the show. It's like made a huge impact on me. Like, like yeah. I remember I went and saw it wasn't an opening for them, but I saw Switchfoot years ago, and we missed half the show because we had some car troubles, whatever. Finally got there. It was in I was still living in Michigan, and they were playing Indianapolis, so we had to drive like four hours. Anyway, missed half the show. Show up in the merch line at the end of the show, and John Foreman was there on the autographs. And this is like right when they first like blew up, like. Mm-hmm. And so it was a huge line. Finally, get up there. And I'm like, dude, just want you to know, like, I've been a huge fan of you guys. I'm so bummed that I missed, like, half your set. But I'm, I, like, anyway, I'm making this story super long. Long story short, he's like, dude, what songs did you miss? I'm like, well, I missed, like, Dare to Move. I missed uh, Beautiful Letdown. He's like, calls some guy over, he's like, grab me a guitar. Oh, shit. No, yeah, right. And he yeah. literally sits down on the floor and plays his three songs acoustic. And, like, as a musician who has toured like for years like the last thing you want to do at the end of your set when you've been playing all night for the last 38 nights is play more music yeah but he did it and he offered to do that and he enjoyed doing it and like from that day on i was a switchfoot fan for life like yeah because i saw that authenticity and that connection and went away.
1: well and yeah. that tells you how the heck to to do music too. yeah that yeah. kind of example exactly wow so then you you so you'd be playing music and then you would drop these amazingly beautiful thoughtful articulate blog posts. I've like I've been poking you, and then you're like, oh my god, all of your blogs, put them together, it's a book. <laughs> oh my god, I have other I have other dreams and like I, I can't tell if this adventure you're on and we're gonna talk about some of the the challenges in the middle, but but I, I'm like maybe that's a next book. Maybe that's I, okay. Can I tell them when I texted you? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm pretty convinced that you should start a church, but not like a church. church. I think there's a new version of church that's going to exist that's a different version of connection. And that you could be this traveling guy that does this sort of digital drop in, hmm. helping connect a bunch of people. Cause it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a thing I, I feel a pulse of. I don't know if you have any interest in it, but I've been,
0: I know. like the day that you said that, I'm like, <laughs> Because I've always like jokingly said that I should start a cult. Oh, right. I think that would be awesome. Just, <laughs> you know, due to my charisma, I could just milk a bunch of like lonely people for money. But like, <laughs> I know that's completely opposite <laughs> that of what you actually
1: That sounds a little sad. But no,
0: I People do. I'm clearly joking about if that. If you know but... how
1: to start a cult, you could start pretty much anything.
0: Right. I agree. Yeah. But I will refrain from my uh, cult dreams, but I think that your idea is a great one. I think that... Because again, like... When people go to church, they want, what, connection. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to go to church to have faith in God or in any belief system. You don't have to. You don't have to go to a mosque if you're a Muslim. You don't have to go to a synagogue if you're a Jew. But people go because they want the human element. And I've always thought that, like, it's a shame that churches don't emphasize that more, you know? And, and a lot do. But, like, yeah. So I think if there's a way to modernize that and mobilize that, and yet still make it authentic, I think that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird, we'll see. You can do whatever the heck you want with yourself. <laughs> no, I it's like, just, it. like man, I, I just I just had the sense of like traveling. Well, I mean, essentially Jesus like traveled, hung out with the people, connected, had real connections, and then told stories that mm-hmm. inspired them. That's not much different than what a lot of people are up to these days. Right. And we love that stuff.
0: Just And the only people that he really judged were those who were in organized religion and who were doing things according to the status quo. You know, like, let's have this traditional service and uh, maintain our grip on power and on money. money. Yeah, And that's what bugs me so much about modern, like a lot of evangelical Christianity is that it's all about the wrong things. Like, did you actually read anything about what Jesus taught? No? Okay. Just wondering. <laughs> Just curious. Yeah.
1: I'm. I'm sure they get something out of it. How are you? <laughs> Am I? Well, yeah, yeah. There's an interesting. I, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Kind of close to home. There are some of my family members that that they really do need to have a kind of. I don't know. I think there's a comfort in in, in strict rules that you can follow most people they must be getting I don't know what it is I don't know what it is that yeah. they're getting out of it there are times when I've been very rigid in my belief systems and I needed it for those times in my life I needed yeah. a focal point to focus on and, and buy in and, and follow. framework
0: and structure and. Mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm not saying that those things are like not beneficial to like your development as a human being or whatever sure. but it just bugs me that like I think the thing that makes Jesus so cool is that he doesn't require us to do this big list of things in order to gain his approval you know and that's what like sets his message apart from every other one in my opinion you know but yet we or christians try and be like well instead of just accepting this awesome gift of grace i'm going to do this whole list of things and still try and be a really good person and maybe then he'll or other people will think i'm a good christian or whatever the case may be but yeah like, i don't know i say fuck when i pray like I don't have a problem with that. I'm, yeah, it's like if I believe that Jesus can hear my thoughts, he knows that I say fuck a lot in my head. Anyway, so you're bros, right? Right. I'm not gonna lie to him <laughs> and try and clean him back. Talk to him. So
1: fair. I always got confused when I was little. I just talked to God, and so then everybody would talk about like religions and all these rules and all these stories. And I'm like, wait, we're wow. like all of these like you have to like all of these pathways that you have to take before you get to talk to God. I was like, that's kind of weird because why don't you just to for a long time yeah. why don't you just talk to God because <laughs> I'm like five and everybody's telling all these stories different different like rules and stuff I'm like but um, can't you just because like we sing together and we hang out and we just talk
0: and that's so beautiful <laughs> and that's why like that's why Jesus was like hey you gotta become like a little kid because kids like cut through all the bullshit and you saw like the simplicity of reality yeah. rather than some charade that we all play. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Once people told me that Jesus was this cool person that existed, we would just hang out on the swing set. Like me and Jesus on the swing.
0: Jesus? <laughs> Can you give me a push, bro? Or... I don't
1: yeah. know. So, okay. I to drop into this, like, so you were saying that part of your adventure is about some of the challenges you've been through. So I've been, I've been like watching your music show up and watching your tours and there was this harrowing, I think the first, certainly you have a sense of your own challenges, but... The first one I saw was the one where you fell off your bike and then had half your face like torn off. You
2: put
1: your tongue off.
0: Severed my nostril.
1: Yeah.
0: They did a good job. I mean, I'm right with them.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's not easy for a singer, say. To I, have part of their face torn off.
0: Yeah, we had to. Well, we had a show that night, obviously, that we had to cancel because <laughs> uh, I was unconscious in the hospital. Um, we had to cancel the whole tour and then I had to go to some speech therapy. And then the first show that we played like a few months later after this whole thing, <laughs> I started and we were playing at this winery, like this really high class show up in like Tri-Cities, Tagirus Winery of old rich people out there yeah. and in the middle of the show I just start bleeding down my face just like <laughs> I don't know what it was from and my, some of my hungry open or whatever and had it been at like the Hawthorne at a right. rock show it would have been yes. badass but the people at Tagaris were kind of like is this Satan like what <laughs> and needless to say we were never invited back
1: that's a new <laughs> technique for wine tasting
0: yeah well, you get like this
1: dripping Syrah is... <laughs> <laughs> Like you spit it out or you bleed it out of the edges. I
0: like it. See, I need you to like put a positive spin. <laughs> like
1: on if I was your manager, I He's like, "Oh, this is this is the new this is the new technique."
0: He's literally bleeding wine.
1: So that was that was rough. Do you want to prove that your tongue still works?
0: Wait. <laughs> that kind For,
1: of show um singing <laughs> <laughs> ben i was trying to figure out how to transition into segue. And... i'm a professional <laughs> 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 that was awesome. i'm gonna be i'm gonna be checking in making sure nobody's doing weird things okay checking in <laughs>
2: Sky falls before. We make it home. And sky falls before. Must mm-hmm. Kevin
1: I was just like in the context of just having told the like blood story. Mm. The run for cover and you're like dripping (laughs) with (laughs) blood. I don't suppose it was that song.
0: It would have been better had it been. (laughs) I think it was actually like a tender love song that I was singing.
1: Oh. Stay. Yeah, that would it was different perspective on on love. Love makes you bleed. What
2: can I say except that I love you? I'm
1: going to pull your okay, please
2: right,
1: do. just in case. Oops. That's going to sound awesome. Okay. Okay, so that's, you know, just like, you're just a guy in a band and you're touring. You got your face stitched back up and, you know, the trials of that. What's the next the next health adventure for you? Because I think there's several many
2: there were three big
0: ones. Um, so that was number one. Uh, I then got a hangnail and it was just so bad it like <laughs> for, for weeks. No. Um, I tore my Achilles in 2013. Um, was on crutches for about, uh, four months, four and a half months.
1: I love this story. So this comes from like, so this is adult adulting. It's like, I know we'll just, let's just hang out and play basketball. Adult moments. Mm-hmm. I uh, have torn and pulled groin muscles playing like kickball. But, I don't know, just for fun, we just did do a kickball tournament.
0: Next thing you know, you pulled groin.
1: I think I jammed my thumb around the same time that you like so I couldn't play guitar because I had a jammed thumb for a while. Was it my right hand? I miscaught a kickball and then I couldn't play guitar for like six months.
0: See exercise is bad for you.
1: <laughs> exercise is bad for you.
0: Kids? Hopefully there are are there kids watching this?
1: I don't know. Maybe
0: not after your <laughs> tongue comments. <laughs> your moms are like, "Turn that off. This is getting bad."
1: Um. I mean, Birds I've, the bees. I've 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 heard I've heard that your tongue works pretty well. So <laughs> for singing, the uh. So, but but most people, like when they're gonna have a tryout, most people when they tear their Achilles, they they tear it by their foot. Correct. And that, generally, people know what to do with that. But at the moment that yours was torn, the story wasn't wasn't very good.
0: So mine tore from the calf. Basically, it's called a musculotendinous tear, which is a fancy way of saying that you can't have surgery and you are at a much higher risk of tearing your Achilles because of that. And so I went to like three different orthopedic surgeons. This was in the middle of like the first snowpock or the second snowpocalypse that I'd seen in Portland yeah so we're driving it took us like five my girlfriend at the time took us five hours to get to uh the orthopedic surgeon in Beaverton one time right uh just through this blizzard and so anyway long story short couldn't have surgery was on crutches for four and a half five months and I learned a lot from that though like there are simple things like oh you want to carry a glass of water uh to your room well you're not going to do that because <laughs> your room is up two stairs and so you can't use your knee scooter you basically just you lose the ability to take care of yourself although i did i finally like couldn't handle anymore started driving yeah was my right leg but i would tuck my right leg in the cast like behind my other leg and then i drive with my left foot i had to actually sell my car because it was a stick shift yeah buy an automatic for the first time in my life it sucked that was the worst part of the whole thing yes i'm like i'm now an american
1: super better i drive drive automatic
2: Hmm. that's all right
0: Um, nobody's perfect
1: yeah i know i don't need the ego boost from from the stick shift because i have this hair
0: i do know or (laughs) hear that you know how to work a stick i do i have done i had a truck
1: for a gig in Vegas where I, I had to learn. I, there was much freaking out. And then finally I figured it out. I've had, yeah, it was like a Ford F-100 that I got when I was a uh, quality control manager for like this TV service. And I'm like, here's a truck, here's a laptop. <laughs> it was a great gig. I was part of a cool team. Everybody teased me because I was like, I don't know. Vegas is challenging driving. Everybody drives really, really like 10, 20 over the speed limit. and. Fortunately, it's, there's not a lot of hills there, so True. that only up up exit ramps would I like stall out and freak <laughs> out. It took like a week and a half, and then I was, and then I was and good. You got to do the
0: stick master. Yeah,
1: and I had a lot more anxiety then. I was very good at anxiety back then. I was like,
0: <laughs> state of what you're good at.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, but so when you announced like, hey, I've got this thing, and I don't know if I'll have surgery, it was the same time in my life that I'd just flown, I think it was literally within a week, of me flying back from Austin and then getting this balance condition that mm-hmm. had a name and when you google it it's uh, maldebarkment and when you google it like 90 percent of the people who get it are women in their like 50s and it's for 50 percent of those it's permanent it's wow. like that's the way the rest of your life is and for 50 percent, it just goes away but no one knows why no one knows how it's caused and no one knows what gets rid of it and so I fly to Austin and I fly back and there's like, what I could ex- what I experienced is if there were like four of me on the inside, all like moving in constant motion in different paths. So
0: all Sounds of the kind time, kind awesome actually. Sounds well, like...
1: it'd be it's fun if they if they made if they made Mal de the ride the ride, and you're only on it for like two minutes. It'd, it'd be, be sweet. interesting.
0: But then after like months, I would yes. imagine it becomes kind of tedious. Like yeah, even roller coasters like. They're awesome, but if you had to live your life on one, kind of not.
1: No. I had no idea how excruciating, like, being – like, I was off balance constantly. So if I was sitting down, if I was trying to go to sleep, if I was, like, trying to walk across the room, you're talking about, like, go get a glass of water. I'm just like, ugh, walk to the kitchen. It was just crazy. Grocery stores were the worst. And you didn't even
0: drink, right? No,
1: not at that point.
0: That's – yeah. Did you ever get pulled over and, like –
1: well, in the car was the only place that huh. my life was still
0: But like if you had to like walk a line as Ride right, Test or something like
1: I think I think I could walk a straight line, but I didn't feel like I was walking a straight huh. line. I could tell that the couch in the room weren't moving. And like there's vertigo. Vertigo is like right. people turn their head and then things spin. But things were always in motion inside me huh. is what it felt like. Um what and, about
0: hopscotch was <laughs>
1: I should have tried that. I did not I think I would like try to like lift a speaker and carry it across the room after three or four steps that, that like the combination of exertion and
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So So you were like hopping around on a, on a scooter and I was just like, Oh my God, I have to go get my mail. And it was a similar timing. And you're like, this could be, I could be on a knee scooter for life. And I'm like, I could be dizzy for the rest of my life. I had no idea. I think about a month in, maybe it was even just three weeks, but like a month in, I'm like, I I had the sense of like, I don't know if I can life, if I can, if this is my forever, I don't know if I can do it.
0: Did it start just overnight or did it gradually kind of like? Uh, It's hard.
1: Like, it's harder to say because I, I remember the flight, I flew to Phoenix and then then we transferred to Austin and I remember like a turbulence event that happened on the way to phoenix because the like the heat does weird things prior to landing mm-hmm. so i remembered something weird and i that's probably where it happened like the motion events that kicked it off oh. and i was like in the hotel and i would be standing next to somebody at this seminar i was doing a seminar and i'd stand next to them and I was like is the building moving do you feel the floor moving but they did they felt the floor moving i wasn't alone like something about that Hotel huh. was moving, and underneath me, that we like maybe there's washing machines under here. We didn't know, but the person standing next to me also felt yes. weird motion.
2: Huh. And then
1: when I got home, and I like got home so late, like eleven or something, and I went crashed to bed. Woke up in the morning, and I'm standing in my kitchen. And I'm like, wait a minute, I know that my house isn't moving, but I am. Huh. And I went straight to I have a chiropractor that that's uh, neurological True. trained, and so she knew what it was immediately. And huh. I had no idea whether it was going to go away. It was just like three months solid, and then it started to dissipate. Hmm. But like, it, was, it was an interesting connection because I was like, oh, I don't know. She was like, I don't know. It could be the rest of my life. I can't walk. I don't know if I'll walk again. And there's no
0: treatment for it, it's just Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. I, they've, they've, uh, they did a many things. Like I, there were some eye exercises that I ended up doing. Like if anybody has balance conditions, you should reach out to me and I'll, I'll send you the direction of the kinds of people that can help you unwind whatever that is. They don't quite know what causes it. They don't quite know what sort of it. But for me, I've, I've only had one recurrence and it was really mild. Like that three months was like at nine or 10 this level of dizziness and internal motion. And the next time it came back like two, three years later, I think I was like at two, level huh. two or three for six weeks and then it was gone wow nuts like and no, it's gone yeah but what I remember any of the health things I've ever had had me more connected to people around me I would almost always bump into somebody else at that point who had a balanced condition or that sort of thing just mm-hmm. people who were challenged in some way but like I think you were like yeah I'm feeling connected with people and then and then I think there was more you needed to learn evidently
0: apparently well before i even finished recovering from the achilles so i was writing about craft beer at the time for my own blog and a couple different magazines and so i had been hired to run bridge to brews which is a 10k with a beer fest at the end that goes over the all the interstate bridges in portland they block them off yeah. it's pretty cool and this was before i tore my achilles but i was basically like well, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm going to do a 10K on my knee, on my knee scooter, <laughs> which at the time seemed pretty courageous and awesome and inspirational until I literally herniated a disc in my back from doing that. And as a result, yeah, my like, lumbar and my thoracic have been messed up ever since. It's gotten better. But like yeah. for a month, I could not sleep because I couldn't lay on my back because of my Achilles. I couldn't lay on my side because of my back. And I got, like, maybe an hour of sleep a night. And I'm talking, like, I tried drinking myself to sleep. I tried all the, you know, ambient, all the prescription drugs. I tried all the naturopathic remedies, nothing. And literally got to the point after a month of no sleep that I was, like, I can't live like this. Like, I, I've never even contemplated suicide. But that was the one point in my life where I'm, like, this can't continue. I can't. I'm not alive right now. Yeah. You know? And so... Thank God that eventually, like, the back started subsiding, the Achilles started healing, and I got, like, my first night of, like, four hours of sleep, and I felt like a new man. I was, <laughs> it was amazing. Conquer the world on my scooter. Um, but, yeah, um, back to your original point. Uh, the day, so I finally healed and climbed my first mountain post- achilles tear and on that day i contracted lyme disease and rocky Mountain spotted fever and
1: but that wait sorry two 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 diseases in
0: one <laughs> buy one get one free uh it was amazing I recommend oh it it took doctors six months to diagnose what was going on yeah because i got this i'd stayed at like a seedy motel the night before i climbed in eugene oregon or oakridge oregon actually climbed mount uran this like little known volcano that you basically have to scramble through all this undergrowth and blah, blah, blah. And a day later, I got these 198, what looked like bed bug bites all over my body. And so I called the health department. I'm like, you need to shut this hotel down. I'm thinking I got bed bugs at this crappy like Oak Ridge motel or whatever was called. So they go and they inspect the place. No sign of bed bugs anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, what was it? I don't know. They itch like crazy. Finally, like three weeks later, they went away. And then I think it was shortly after that that you actually came over to my house, and I just started getting this incredible like neck pain, dizziness, like just brain fog, like I couldn't yeah. even like, yeah, I was like seeing double, blurred vision, like, and then like I think you came over and you were trying to get me to do some motivational speaking for an event you were working like. yeah yeah yeah, and I was just like honestly I I thought about it and I couldn't even like it was so hard for me to even form words like my brain was just that. Like decimated or whatever—I don't even know how to describe what that month was like—and then it like morphed into like muscle twitching all over my body and extreme like fatigue and like I couldn't even like pick things up, couldn't play guitar, couldn't even text. My hands were so weak and like yeah. I'm like I'm dying. Like I don't know what is happening to me. Went and like got tested for Lyme because I had a feeling that that might have something to do with it. And I guess in Oregon they only test you for one protein band. The most common one that yeah. your body produces in response to Lyme instead of all 20. Oh, God. And so that one came back negative, And they're like, oh, you're not Lyme." So I finally had to like, after I got tested for everything else under the sun, MS, lupus, all sorts of, you know, HIV, whatever. Like they tested me for everything, like vitamin deficiencies. Everything came back negative. And I'm like, it has to be Lyme. So I paid a grand out of pocket, went to this lab in California, got tested for the comprehensive panel. And sure enough, they're like, you have Lyme and Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Congrats. Damn. So,
1: And, well, it's not as if you're just like, oh, everything hurts, I'm going to stop doing stuff. Because, essentially, you were still, weren't weren't you still traveling and climbing mountains and hiking a little? Or did you slow that down? I
0: I slowed that down, for sure. Um, Once I found out what it was, and once I started, like, treatment, then I, like, I think I went to Greece and Turkey. And I was still feeling pretty crappy, but... At least I like just having answers is like so important. Heck yeah. When you just are dying of this mystery illness that you don't know how to treat or even what it is, it's not a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. But once you have a, you know, a plan of attack, then you can put up with not feeling the best.
1: I'm going to do, I have a question to ask you, but I'm going to do a check for your time. Cause I want to like, you have eight things that you have to be up to all at once. And I've got this like just mo- moment with you. So, Earlier, you were talking about how your identity was wrapped around like being a musician and being able to play music. And here you are, you can't hold your guitar, you have this neck pain. Wasn't it also that like, was your throat closing up? What was, it was happening? I was
0: choking, like I could breathe and I would just like spontaneously like gag and weird, weird things.
1: So in addition to like not being able to like, quite play or sing, you weren't really all that able to be John
0: much it was it was the darkest point of my life i would say like yeah i felt like a zombie i felt like i couldn't i was just in constant pain constant like fatigue it was like once the brain fog cleared at least i could like think all right but
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i just felt like i was just like drugged up on narcotics 24 7 you know yeah. in addition to all the pain and everything else but yeah it was it was rough i would just i would cry like every single day but i mean once i got answers like i determined that i was gonna fight it nice. as hard as i could you know and that at that point i realized that like i don't know it's easy to feel sorry for yourself in those moments and it's easy to be like you know, I'm gonna wait until I feel better, or wait until this situation clears up, for me to actually make a positive contribution to other people's lives and
2: other mm-hmm. people.
0: So I kind of got like wrapped in self pity for a while, for sure. But
1: I think that's one of the important stages. Actually, I don't. I don't know. Like the how deep you go in, because I have a, many different points of. Illnesses that I didn't know about. I had a stomach thing where I was like throwing up for three entire months, but nobody knew what the heck it was. Just no energy.
0: It's a great and weight loss plan. It was. You should market them.
1: Technically, it's one of the worst weight loss plans because then you blow up afterwards, like anorexia. And bulimia are not really good for the body. Not a great way to lose weight.
0: It was a tasteless joke. I
1: no worries. No, I. I mean, I was like, hey, <laughs> tiny pants. I'm like, it. <laughs> I have a friend that that when I when I am a smaller person, she's like, okay, is this is this like good weight loss or bad weight loss? Should I be concerned? Are you, ill? I do remember
0: I saw you one time after not seeing you for a year or so and you were like super skinny. I was like, wow.
1: One of those versions was because I was sick and one of those is because I actually did things like eat things that were not cake and burgers.
0: Sounds boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw a video of me. Facebook posted a video of me three years ago. I'm like, oh, I remember that body. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nice Fuck. I should go for a walk. Got cake over here, burgers, and and burgers. over here. Y'all yeah, know I've fully eaten the cake and burgers. Um, I think part of having, God, it's been like a year and a half, two years since I've had some sort of like illness situation where I've just taking in pleasure mm-hmm. and and company and being able to like share food with someone and not have it attack my body or like have some sort of issue going on. Like, I don't know, there are weird magic blips of moments that happen at the lowest point. I don't know if you had that. Like I kept, like when I was dizzy and was having a hard time connecting. Cause at this point in my life, I had already been, I'd been trained in hypnosis and, and NLP. i have been trained to like help people with their world and like take over. And it was mo- the moment I got that training was for me the path into like this whole journey of illness and adrenal fatigue. And I i had been, this is, this is a TMI-ish, but like I had been, um, my menstrual cycle shift and they tried to put me on uh, birth control so I wouldn't have a cycle, but then I bled for an entire year instead. Oh my goodness. And so I was like, this was, this was before I was dizzy before i got dizzy i was already ill and sick and trying to figure that out but like i was like okay i've got all these tools i'm gonna rock it i'm gonna save the world (laughs) because i'm adrian crown right whatever i was thinking and uh instead i was just floored and had no energy to give and essentially actually part of the reason why there are cameras here and we're doing this thing and talking to people is because there, there was a friend of mine who was uh, given six months to live at the time and I was pooped and exhausted and this whole journey of like the kinds of conversations that I had with people in these like low times but there was still connection and still magic to be had and there was still weirdly something that in those connections and conversations I had still something to offer even though I felt the least like me and the least in my own power ever in my life um it's just like, I want to be able to capture some of those moments for other people.
0: Agreed. Because, I mean, it's in, the fact is, like, it's in suffering, I think, that we all find common ground, you know? And maybe, like, even our health experiences haven't been the same, no. obviously. They've both been kind of devastating. But, like, everyone is going to suffer in life. Their pain is going to come, period, whether it's physical, emotional spiritual and it's like when you're able to harness that for good like people don't go to the hospital because they're well you know and when you are trying to change people's lives but you're coming at it from a place of I'm better than you my life is great (laughs) you know and not that you ever did that but
1: people do I'm amazing and you can follow my path and then okay. you can get it too exactly. that is one of the that is one of the models to follow
0: but when you come in it from a, a vulnerable standpoint and say hey this is what I'm going through but these are the tools that I'm able to use in my own life and I want to share them with you too yeah you that's know, it's amazing to meet people in their suffering I guess you
1: know? mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you this I probably told you this like texted you and because we were going through different things at similar times some of the reasons why I could wake up in the morning and keep doing stuff and with, with whatever energy I could bring to it and remember to eat and walk and drink the water. It was like, I would see a Facebook post of you hopping around on your scooter. And I'm like, okay, like, we're going to keep doing this. This is like life. We're going to do it. Even if, if it's not like life, fuck yeah. It would just be like,
2: okay, life. <laughs> you know, it was,
1: I am, I don't know. I was grateful that you were at least sharing parts of your journey while you were out there because it it did help like literally helped me specifically that that I knew that there was a person that I cared about that was also uh, magical and creative and finding a way to show up
0: each day. Well I think the same goes for you. I mean if I don't think I've ever met someone who I think your whole life is wrapped around empowering other people in a really amazing way Mm -hmm. and I don't know that's what you're all about and you don't do it for your own benefit or glory necessarily and that's just a really rare thing to find in another human so thank you i'm also fidgeting because my thoracic and lumbar acting (laughs) up
1: i was gonna joke i mean i'm taking that in but i was gonna joke you know yeah i mean it does feel i do it because i'm not very good at masturbating so empowering others is something i'm great at and i get a lot of joy out of
0: that that i probably
1: could practice more i'll do that
0: I mean I or empower to. people too you can do both you don't have to choose like <laughs> probably not simultaneously that would be, I mean there's,
1: some people do wouldn't
0: that be a novel I mean
1: it's, I don't think it's going to be on TED
0: it won't yeah you should do a TED talk about it but
1: you can't masturbate on TED and empower people at the same but time but if there's a
0: way to masturbate and empower people I mean there's got to be a way
1: yeah I don't know if that's me But I've met several of those people that I think could. And perhaps you are now inspired.
0: This is your time.
1: Although we've got to preface this by like, so you're wearing the Christmas sweater. We're now sort of like in the heightened stages of like me too moment. And so you have to have permission. Somebody's already they paid you that your masturbation is going to empower them
0: that's true because
1: it can don't easily assume backfire
0: right don't assume that your masturbation will empower everybody
1: yeah and even if you ask out loud you probably have to wait for a yes please and almost have them begging <laughs> for you to do that to, please is essential let's i mean the response because you can't just be like can i and then just start
0: right. that i feel would, like the please is crucial because yeah. that implies a certain level of eager desire to be empowered right through said masturbatory arts you know yes
1: um, just, just to be clear we're not condoning necessarily just
0: this is actually a, a metaphor for you know <laughs>
1: right <laughs> <laughs> no, i was just like demonstrating i did pause and i took in the compliment but the first thing as you were saying it, it was like you know you're, you're like great at empowering other people and i don't think you do it for yourself and it's like in my head the first thing that jumped in was like oh, i think it's because i'm like i'm like wait for the funny take it in <laughs> new, new strategies but i can't suddenly become a new person but um nor should you yeah fair enough so lyme disease you t- like okay i don't know a lot there's a there's a friend of mine that sometimes we text Who's also currently doing IV infusions or antibiotics, Mm -hmm. tons of therapies for that. Like, how long were you in the path of like remedying that? Does that, do you like no longer have it? I don't get what
0: the story is. So, there are differing. So, Lyme is a bacterial disease, plain and simple. It's not some mystery disease, but it's a very hard bacterium to eradicate. Mm -hmm. And so, in my opinion, from someone who's been through Lyme, I'm all for natural remedies when they are applicable. But in this case, to get rid of the disease, you have to kill the bacteria. plain simple. So mm-hmm. people would write me like, oh, I, I tried this bee venom therapy or I did this, you know, stevia therapy. I actually ended up taking stevia every single day just because I'm like, it can't hurt. And yeah. I took a bunch of other like natural supplements too. But I also took two powerful antibiotics twice a day for nine months. Yeah. And basically would get retested every three months and finally the test showed up negative and then my... Felt a lot better, and so I stopped. So, I mean, there is this thing called chronic Lyme. I believe it's just that Lyme attacks your organs, it attacks your muscles, your nervous system, your heart can kill you. Mm -hmm. And so, I think chronic Lyme is simply where it's done kind of irreversible damage to your body. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe there are people that just can't eradicate it for whatever reason, but I do know that, like, a lot of people have to go the route of like intravenous antibiotics and. It gets pretty intense.
1: Yeah. But. And so you're pretty clear. Yeah. Pathwise. I feel
0: great. I mean, knock on wood.
1: Knock on head. <laughs> I always knock on head. So I don't <laughs> always have wood around.
0: Yeah. gorgeous slab or something. Is this wood?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yes. I
0: think.
1: Yamaha. Yamaha piano. So this adventure, I'm going to check on time. Because we've got you for a little bit. And I'd love to hear another song. This adventure do you have a hope for it or are you just like open? What's your, what's your, I mean, it's helping other people. That's huge. helping
0: other people. My goal is really this. I've been the consummate planner in my life. You know, I had this like 10 year plan of music. I had a 15 year plan to buy a bunch of real estate. I And today is literally my last day at work. I've been at my bartending job for 13 years. You know, they were super flexible with me when I went on a tour and enabled me to, leave for two months and come back and sell a job this plan is finally coming to fruition financially for me to give me the freedom to live off of rental income from my four properties and be able to travel but i don't want it to just turn into a big vacation for me so my goal is to serve to volunteer to network as much as possible and just to see what life and god have for me i really like i said i have like the next two months planned out i have a few like writing opportunities a few tv opportunities and those might pan out; they may not. I mean, mm-hmm. trying a job at Travel Oregon just to write about cool shit here. Yeah. I don't know. I am intentionally not planning this year of my life to see where it takes me. I guess. Nice. So, for better or worse, that's the plan. That's I love the it. Plan.
1: Well, I'm gonna still be in your front row, checking out where where your adventure leads. It's a
0: or singing a duet with me tomorrow night at the Ashtray. Oh. Um,
1: what am I doing tomorrow? Tomorrow's a Friday? What are we singing?
0: Time in a car? No, no.
1: Fuck yeah, I'll show up. You wanna do? It? I'll do that. All right. Yeah, wait, did I have another thing? Hold on, a little check. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. I'll be singing. Done. Yay!
2: Alright.
1: I gotta buy a shirt it- for that.
0: <laughs> you wanna wear this one? <laughs> Maybe. Still can't figure out how to turn it off.
1: I don't know if you can see that he's wearing a. A fla- Can they see the flashing on there? It's sparkly and pretty. Do you have a... Do you have a I, I sort of requested this song. I did.
2: Anything for you.
1: John's going traveling to Africa. He's going back to homeland, right? So.
0: You want to play some Toto?
1: Someone's
2: called,
0: ironically, Going Home.
2: I see the sunset as I'm going to home and it serves to remind me yeah. Yeah. of how far I've gone yeah. Yeah. and so oh, how I'm I wanna be with you It's what you're dying for I wanna go For the day when the darkness is gone, yeah, yeah, and oh, how I. Wanna go home
1: Um, choking coughing sounds on the album
0: okay so you
1: only get those in like real life yeah you're welcome you're welcome
0: history was made here today (laughs) (laughs) the worst I've ever played that song congratulations
1: (laughs) yeah I mean we could we could edit that out if you'd like us to I don't care super authentic (laughs) (laughs) He's having a conversation about like illness and challenges and injuries and then yeah you know it's, it's part of the it's part of the song yeah Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank for you for, for being here. Oh, well, thank you. It
0: would you. have been weird if you weren't.
1: I, it's true. Just, I've considered doing the like talking to myself version of the thing, but we haven't filmed something like that yet.
0: Like multiple like roles or whatever, you say something over here and yeah. Or,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Or just pan the camera. Well,
1: because as a kid from the 80s, they used to do that gag all the time, back when a split screen. you play play the same character. Someday. It's more fun to hang out with a real person. Right.
0: I mean, especially if that person is you.
1: Aww. We did a thing. <laughs> well, that's how that went. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode. Thanks for watching, listening, I don't know, reading, imbibing however you took this in. Thanks for being here. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd, I'd love it if you would do all of the things. Uh, like, share, I don't know, ring a bell, bang a gong, tell a friend,
2: and come back next time. I hope you had as much fun as I did.